Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. It's also brought to you by Computer Business Breakthrough. Computer Business Breakthrough is an online training program specifically designed for IT consultants taught by myself and Lisa Hendrickson. In the training, we teach you how to escape the grinding, break-fix mindset of cheap clients and feast or famine finances so you can focus on becoming a truly sought-after expert in your field. Now, this is the last week to get 50% off the course at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. That discount goes away on December 1st, so check it out now. All right, guys, this week we have Andrew Moon, a.k.a. The Orange Nomad, and he's here to talk about leveraging LinkedIn to grow your MSP. How can you best use LinkedIn to bring in quality leads? What are the secrets to making your profile stand out? And what types of activities will give you the biggest returns on the platform? We'll answer all those questions and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also check our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed. All right, guys, uh, we actually don't have a live uh, episode this week because it's Thanksgiving. So uh, here in the United States, we're taking the day off on Thanksgiving and we're letting you guys uh, take the day off as well. So uh, today I have a pre-recorded interview, but it's fresh, uh, never before heard. Um, and we just actually recorded this last week. It's with a, a fellow named Andrew Moon, and he, he calls himself the Orange Nomad. And that's how, how he's known around uh, the MSP circles. And what he does is he helps MSPs and small businesses through his uh, consulting practice. Uh, he helps them bridge the gap between strategy and execution. So helping them to get things done and grow their business. And uh, he's got a, a program called LinkedIn for MSPs, where he, he uh, kind of goes through a strategy and a framework to make the most out of LinkedIn. And so he's going to talk to us about getting leads from LinkedIn and how you can really kind of jumpstart your, your LinkedIn, um, your, your LinkedIn presence and use it to, to just grab all the, uh, the B2B leads that you, that you want. It's something that I'm really curious about and something that I've been uh, focusing on a lot more. Um, so I, I, I'm going to really look forward to, or actually I did look forward to picking Andrew's brain. Um, so we're going to get to that interview here in a second. Um, the first, I just wanted to do a couple housekeeping things. Um, so, uh, let's see, what is, what is it I wanted to talk about? Um, oh yeah, we have a, um, a new mailing list. Uh, a new newsletter, actually. It's called the Computer Business Marketing Digest. We've come out with a few, uh, a few issues already. But if you're interested, what it is, is it's a, it's a digest of tips and tricks for computer businesses, MSPs, IT services businesses, um, all around marketing. So it's kind of like this show 
plus some. So in the newsletter, you'll get the uh, links to the latest podcast, um, also links to some very helpful marketing articles from lots of different places around the internet. We'll also highlight some of the most useful uh, uh, discussions going on in the Facebook group. Um, and then every newsletter has a marketing tip that isn't available anywhere else. So uh, if you want to check that out, head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and right there on the top of the page is the newsletter sign-up form. Um, so look forward to give, uh, having you there. We, we send it out weekly, every Wednesday. So every week you'll get some fresh marketing ideas and that way anytime you need some motivation or some extra um, inspiration for marketing, uh, it'll be right there for you. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. That is the Computer Business Marketing Digest, uh, and that's a weekly newsletter. You can sign up at computerbusinessmarketing.com. All right, guys, um, we're not going to do any sponsor um, pitches this time. You heard them at the top of the show. You, you're familiar with them, Tech Site Builder, Computer Business Breakthrough. Um, so check those out, and let's jump right into the interview. All right, guys, welcome to the interview for today. I'm really excited uh, to have Andrew Moon, a.k.a. the Orange Nomad, and he's going to be talking to us uh, about what he does is he helps MSPs, small businesses, and entrepreneurs bridge the gap between strategy and execution. Uh, And one of the uh, specific ways he's doing that is is with a program called LinkedIn for MSPs, and we're going to dig into... uh, LinkedIn with him. Uh, this is a, a topic I've been really excited to kind of get into and 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 talk about. Um, so, uh, Andrew, welcome. Thanks for being a guest. Oh, I appreciate you having me. It's uh, it, it is truly an honor to to speak before you know you and your your tribe, uh, your community. So, I appreciate you having me. Appreciate it. Glad to have you. So, before we dig into the LinkedIn stuff, as always with all the guests, I just like to kind of get an idea of your background. So, if you can give us a quick overview of you know, how you got started and what you brought, what brought you to where you are today? Uh, my entrepreneurial life started at eight. I know a lot of people get a, a kick <laughs> out of that story. I grew up in a very you know, small town in uh, the northern part of West Virginia, sandwiched between Ohio and Pennsylvania. So it was a blue collar steel town. Uh, grew up in a family with six kids. So yeah, we were poor and I knew my way out. I didn't want to work in a steel mill, didn't want to work in a coal mine, didn't want to work for the railroad where my dad worked. Um, so I figured that out at age eight that if if I wanted a life beyond just punching a clock, going to work every day for 20, 30 years and trying to retire, that entrepreneurial life was for me. Uh, so I had an older brother, two older cousins. So we were always trying to figure out a way to make money. And it you know, started out just a way to uh, I, I, my first job. Um, we actually started selling homemade candy uh, in our neighborhood. So that was... I bought my first bike that way. So I remember riding out of Hills department store with my first bike. And that's when I knew if I wanted, you know, a, a life of purpose, a life of meaning, it, it wasn't worth a nine to five job. So I figured out very early on that I made nice. a terrible employee too. So, <laughs> um, but so that's, you know, a little bit of where I, where I came from, um, Started in the world in, of IT you know, just before I got out of school um, in the early 90s, just before the dot-com boom hit. Um, ran several startups in New England, uh, really in the heart of just north of Boston. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. Made a lot of mistakes. Um, so not everything I've done has been great. You know, better roses, cashed out. I've had a lot of crash and burn experiences, especially... Uh, in the dot-com era. 
you know, essentially we had built a company um, do, reselling one of the first software as a service before Salesforce, before that really came, came on the scene. Um, unfortunately, most of the companies we were doing business with were venture cap based. And when all the venture cap dried up, all of our income dried up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had to hit the reset, reset button on that. Um, and then, you know, my background, you know, was, you know, cars or computers. Um, so I actually have done sales training inside cars, car dealerships, business development. So I, I did that and then relaunched, uh, Network Logics as a true managed service provider in 2004 when my son was six months old. So uh, it was another one of those things. I was working for a car dealership and I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Started my own thing in the dead of winter with a six month old. So wow. Um, I bet the uh, the experience at the car with with selling cars gave you a lot of sales knowledge and experience. It did, yeah. My first uh, foray into car sales was at eighteen, uh, living in New England. So, yeah, I learned I learned a lot about sales, and that's one of those things that uh, a lot of people, you know, I, I know that people on the call that are listening to this, they think of car salesmen, they're like, oh my god, you know, those people are are terrible. Um, but yeah, I loved cars. So that was my thing. My passion was cars. I mean, I was enamored with cars you know, from way at an early age. So for me, that was why I got into it. I loved, you know, the car part of it, selling the part of it. I learned to sell where, you know, their sales process was, here's, here's some brochures. There's the keys to the cars, go sell something. Hmm. So that that was a sales process for kind of figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No training, you know, you're on the job training, figuring stuff out as you go. Um, so again, you made a lot of mistakes, but I learned a lot. You know, right. I, I learned from the greats like Grant Cardone, you know, on, you know, how to sell and how to sell in tough environments. So it taught me a lot about myself. Um, but yeah, when I, you know, when I started uh, Network Logics in 2004, that's what I really, I found that pain point. You know, most car dealerships were underserved. You know, most small companies were underserved. They got tired of being nickel and dimed. You know, basically, 2004 was really before managed services was, you know, that was in its infancy at that point. But I knew that that was the way I wanted to go, selling flat fee IT for small companies. And that's all we did from the start. I didn't take break, fix work, didn't take, you know, wasn't chasing chasing hourly rate every month. Uh, so that allowed me to be successful with that. And then I finally sold uh, Network Logics in 2014. So, so yeah, I've been in. Been in the channel for a long time, uh, right. in and out. So, and now you're um, you're kind of uh, consulting and helping other MSPs. It sounds like you know I was. It, it, that's what we're doing now. In, in 2014, I, I just had had enough. I was burnt out. I was you know just really right. ten years of running a company and bootstrapping it and being the go-to person. I can empathize with a lot of IT guys out there where you know it's a very lonely place to be. And at the end of the day, it's just you in the mirror. And, you know, right. I was pretty, pretty well tapped out, you know, and I took vacation for the first time in 10 years when I left the IT business in 2014. And you know, I took a month off, went to Florida, just, nice. you know, regrouped, figure out what my next step was. But, you know, it, it's, I, I know, you know, still to this day, my goal is to help the people that are in that situation where, 
you know, work-life balance. It, it's work-life focus more than anything now. And, you know, I want to help, you know, give back to the IT community because there's a lot of unsung heroes in the IT community, people who want to do what's right, who want to do the right thing. Um, you know, I want to help those guys, those guys who want to build a business and still have time left for your family. Um, yes. Cause I didn't do that. You know, for 10 years, that was a mistake that I made. I didn't leave enough time uh, for my family. And it's, you know, it's one of the regrets that I have, but you know, I've been working my best to make good at that since. So this industry can really wear you down, and you can get burnt out pretty pretty easily. And I think that's a that's a good goal to have as a as an IT business owner is to be at the point where you know you're running the business and and not working in it, and you're able to take some breaks and take some time off and have weekends and evenings and stuff like that, and and still you know. Uh, pay the bills and and put food on the table and, and all of that and that's really kind of our focus with this with this podcast is to uh, to help folks get there through um, through learning uh, to uh, either maybe outsource their marketing or to uh, systematize their marketing uh, so that um, that's something that can get done without them constantly you know needing to hustle and, and dropping flyers off at doors and and doing that. So, so, you know, that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. And that is specifically LinkedIn. And the, the reason that I wanted to, to, I, I actually wanted to talk about LinkedIn on the show is because it's something that I've been starting to pay more attention to in my own business. And I've been getting some traction there. Uh, and I've, I've accidentally gotten a couple clients through LinkedIn through not really wanting to, not really like focusing on it, but I, I got clients and I, I'm like, wow, you know, just by you know doing some stuff with my profile and, and being a little more active on there, um, folks were finding me, and I wasn't needing to find them, and that was really cool thought to me. Um, and so you know I wanted to get someone on selfishly to learn <laughs> about how to kind of optimize that for my own business, and I'm sure of course it's going to help other folks out there. Um, so what I'd like to do to start out is maybe if you can kind of give some examples. We'll, we'll work backwards. Give some examples of what is possible with LinkedIn and, and some of the successes you had with LinkedIn. And then maybe we can kind of step back and, and figure out how, how you got there. But just to kind of give folks an idea of, of what, what's possible on that platform. I mean, it, it's by far, that was the biggest marketing oil well I had inside my business when I look back on it was, was LinkedIn. I joined LinkedIn it's one in 2006. So, you know, I've been on LinkedIn wow. for a long time. So yeah. I signed up, messed around. I didn't even realize it was around back then. Yeah, exactly. Most people didn't. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, it's, you know, it was the professional version of MySpace at the time. It was even right. before Facebook. And, wow. um, you know, it, again, it started out as just a resume service, you know, more than anything. One of the things I figured out with social media, though, is, is just so many people miss the social part. Yes. And, that was one of the things that I wanted to do was meet other people here in, in my town. And so that's who I started connecting with, you know, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, I started doing meetups just at five guys burgers. I don't know whether they have that <laughs> where you guys are. It was oh, yeah. kind of a new anomaly here. And so what do we do is, you know, I just would post a tweet, post stuff out on LinkedIn, say, Hey, you know, who wants to get together and grab a burger tomorrow, you know, this Friday at noon, you know, you'd have 20, 30 people show up from all different industries. And that's when you know, we did the first one. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Um, so you learn about things in other industries that, that I can learn and take into my IT business to make me better. Um, 
you know, so I did it kind of for a selfish reason, um, but I was always in trying to figure out new ways of innovating I, the IT because let's face it, there's nothing sexy about it. There's, you know, everybody's the me too thing is, is still predominant in there uh, where everybody's just copying everybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the social part of it, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm on to something here with the social part of it in just creating relationships. But by doing that is, you know, you sit down with people, have a burger, you're in informal conversation and they know, everybody knows somebody who needed to help with the computers at their office. Right. So I started getting referrals that way from people that I was just connected to through social media. So I, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, what did it cost me? I bought somebody lunch. I would usually try to buy somebody lunch that day. And, you know, $5 burger leads to, you know, two $3,000 a month managed service contracts, you know, that exactly. I didn't have to go look for. I think that's, that's a key that a lot of people for, don't think about is, you know, social media is great for making the initial connection sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. but to, to take the relationship further to where, especially in the MSP world and B2B world where, you know, you're going to be signing these guys on to, um, to, to contracts that, you know, they have to invest quite a bit in it, you know, to extend that, that relationship on social media out into the real world and, and offer to meet them and stuff like that. I think that's a step some people forget and <laughs> they try mm -hmm. to just get the sale directly through social media. And sometimes you just, you can't make that kind of connection that you can in person. Yeah, exactly. It's taking, you know, online, offline and building relationships. And, yeah. and that's really, you know, when I started finding good results was probably the last 18 months that I had my MSP. I was like, okay, I did all, you know, I had signed up for different marketing and, you know, I was doing the direct marketing, trying to get that, that to work. And the biggest Achilles heel that people have with direct marketing is the list, mm -hmm. the people that you're sending to. So if you're sending to a list of people who absolutely have no idea who you are, you might as well just take your money and go flush it down the toilet, <laughs> you know, because yeah. people that win awards in the direct mail industry, 2%. Return is great. Those those people win awards. Yeah, and I think you know, as an MSP, I'm like, okay, you'd be lucky if you get half a percent. So that you know, those aren't great odds. And but I wanted to figure out a way around that. So I started using my LinkedIn list to do marketing, and I did a lot with um, lunch and learn seminars. Was my number one, you know, by far my number one sales tool. So. You know, like I said, about 18 months before I sold, I sent out a direct message to probably 200 people that I figured would be great to show up to a lunch and learn. And I ended up putting 20, I think we put 28 in the room on that first one, strictly off my LinkedIn list. But what surprised me was, you know, I sent, sent those messages out and then I, you know, shut everything down, went home for the day. I came back in the next morning. Yeah, I had 40, 50 replies in my inbox in LinkedIn. Wow. And it was from people who said, thanks for inviting me. I can't come, but put me on the list for the next one. Right. So then I was like, okay, I have never received that amount of replies sending out a blast email from MailChimp. <laughs> yeah. That's people true. just didn't reply back. So mm -hmm. that's when it dawned on me that by establishing those relationships where I had met most of those people at some point, 
either at an event or our five guys meetups. Um, but it's a no like and trust thing, and you're asking them to spend, you know, possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars. They want to know that you're a real person. Right. Um, and that's what I really got just the amount of replies for people that said, Hey, I can't come, but invite me to the next one. Or, you know, I can't come, but I'm going to send our, you know, our director there. He's going to come instead. Um, so, you know, you know I for- think let, I want to pause there a sec because you, you mentioned that, um, you know, th- these were people that you had met previously somehow, you know, in, in some way, and then you send them this, this message and then, and then the, there's that engagement. And I think that's, that's something that people can, can apply right away. And I think that's a great strategy is, you know, if you're, people should be out networking and getting business cards and, and meeting, you know, potential clients and stuff. And every time you do, uh, you, you have that business card or you have their email address. A lot of times you don't know what to do. Do I send them an email? Do I give them a call? Do I add them to my mail list? I think a great step that, people should add to their, their process there is to, to friend that person on LinkedIn, you know, send them a, a message saying, Hey, I met you at so-and-so mixer or whatever. Um, and I just wanted to con- connect here on LinkedIn. And now you're building a, a group of followers on LinkedIn who, who know you and who trust you and have met you before. And then that just makes, you know, offering the, these, uh, the, the further engagement and the, the further content and, and, and reaching out to them, um, makes that so much more effective, probably even more effective than, like you said, an email list because people are inundated by emails all day. But if you send them a direct message on LinkedIn, um, that's not something that they, that they run into too often. And I think that you can kind of cut through the noise a little bit better that way. Oh, it, it's huge. The response rates that I get from direct messages and it from LinkedIn are, you know, close to 50%. That's amazing. You know, and yeah. That's a response rate. So that's what I measure is what type of response do I get back? Click right. rates, that kind of stuff. You, you don't know whether those numbers are real or not. You know, open rates, click rates, those types of things. Yep. You know, somebody may have clicked on it by accident. You know, <laughs> 20% of the people in right. open rate, people think, okay, that's great. People are paying attention to me. But, you know, if it's hitting their inbox and it's automatically reading it and then they delete yeah. it, you know. Yeah. They just glance at it for five seconds and... Exactly. That's the one thing I wish uh, mail companies would be able to track is how long the email was open. Right. Uh, wish there was like some kind of way to do that because yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, they opened it, but did they really read it? And so, yep, I hear you. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing people miss with, with, with the social stuff and relationship building is it takes time. Right. And yep. unfortunately, most people aren't willing to invest the time that it takes, you know, to go do those things. But MSPs, I mean, really where it changed for me was the last two years I had it. Um, I started looking myself as a marketing marketing and sales company first. We just happened to provide IT. Hmm. And that's when it changed for me is with that mindset of marketing and sales. We're a marketing and sales organization. We just happen to provide IT services. That's when it changed for me. And and. Marketing and sales is about relationships. So I, you know, I, I stopped talking about the tech when I would go in to have meetings with people. I stopped leading with that. And I started leading with conversations about people and, you know, wanting to learn, it, it, being more of an investigative reporter when you go meet with people. Nice. You know, and so that's what, you know, I would make outreach to people on LinkedIn, go have coffee 
and then talk about things that drive them nuts about their industry, their industry. I don't lead with tech and all this other stuff, you know, and, and, but the thing that I found with LinkedIn is you always find something on somebody's profile that is a talking point. Right. That's, that's, that's what, what I really, I yeah, that's what I, I love about LinkedIn over uh, any other social media platform is you have the key pieces of information right there. Um, that's going to help you with a, you know, a business relationship because, you know, on Facebook, they have maybe pictures of their kids and, and their dog and, and their vacation. And sure, you, you might be able to to break the ice with some of that stuff, but it, it doesn't usually there's not a lot of information about the the person's business that they run and and the you know their work history and and the services they provide and all of that stuff is right there on LinkedIn which is which is great great conversation starter great way to dig deeper into maybe someone you met just very quickly at a mixer and you're not quite sure if they're going to be a good client you can look into their history you can see you know what kind of services they provide and see if they would make a good client and I, I think LinkedIn provides that information better than any other any other place. It does too. And I always try to look two or three levels deep too, where mm. if I go have coffee with this person, what other doors does this open up? Right. Being able to figure out, okay, he's connected to so-and-so, who's connected to so-and-so. Those are the ones that I'd really, those are my ideal clients. And right. You know, and it's about working through that network and continuing to build that relationship and in multiple relationships where when you finally get that third level connection, you meet with them. It's more of a referral, you know, than anything. When you go in there to have a sales conversation, you were referred by two or three people. So the sales conversation is much different and your close ratio goes way high. Nice. You know, you know, that's the yep. thing. Referrals, you'll generally close 70, 75%. And when you're, so you're, cause you're not going in cold. Right. And, you know, but again, nobody wants to take the time. They want that quick fix. They want, you know, what we call in the car business, they want the lay down. Somebody who just comes in, lays down by that car <laughs> that they want, and you go out and scoop them up with a shovel and bring them into finance. Right. Uh, you know, those people, you know, you're, people just aren't going to do that. Um, you know, so people don't want to take the time that it takes to create that relationship, build that trust before you go in for the sale. Great. So yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's building and, and, and nurturing that, that relationship with, with all of your leads and even your existing clients because they can be great referral sources. Um, so, so let's say we've got listeners who maybe haven't paid much attention to LinkedIn, but now they want to start. Um, get started with it. What are some things they can do, kind of quick wins that they can do um, right away to kind of jump in there and, and start um, being effective on LinkedIn? The biggest thing is, is starting with your own profile and the big mindset that you need to have with your profile, this is not your resume. This is your vision. This is who you are. This is your identity. This isn't a resume where you're going to apply for a job. Right. This isn't your company business page either. Mm. Yeah. People want to connect with people, not companies. So when you start speaking in terms of, you know, using yourself in third person, uh, you know, make it personal. And the first thing that starts with is a, you know, a good headshot. People want to do business with people, not cartoons. And, <laughs> you know, you see some really bad, the profile picture is everything. You know, that's where you start the profile picture and then that background image behind it. 
Because that's the first thing people see, right? The, exactly. You send them a message, you you post something on on the wall or whatever it's called in LinkedIn, and you know, I personally, I'll, I always go to the the photo first, and it's yep. You feel like that's maybe superficial, but that's kind of human nature, right? You just you look it at is. the face. It is, and and if you're trying to connect as a CEO to another CEO, they don't want to spend three grand, five grand a month on IT with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so having a profile pic on LinkedIn that's a cartoon, you know, or just horrible pictures of your wedding picture from 30 years ago. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's where, that's the first place to start is the profile picture. The second place is in the summary, which is just below in that LinkedIn header is the summary. And what what I do with our with our clients with coaching anybody that we coach as far as the LinkedIn, especially in the IT space, is to tell a story. Tell a story there. Why you got in business? Why you're in IT? And it's okay to get personal and not too personal, but you want to tell a story and try to get people to connect with you. Um, I think you only have about eighteen hundred characters, so it doesn't need to be a book. But right. Just telling an origin story. I mean, where people that you go meet with, it's great when I, every time I go sit down and meet with anybody, they want to start with that. They laugh at the fact that, well, my opening headline is I've been an entrepreneur since eight. So they want to know about that story. Uh, so it's a great icebreaker. And, you know, I tell them all the stuff that we did, selling candy, mowing lawns, you know, making bumper stickers, you know, so we did anything and everything. And, but it breaks the ice and you have a, a very personal conversation with people. I like that. I think uh, business owners don't get personal enough and don't show enough of their personality nope. um, through their business and through these different channels. And, and I think that's a great, great way, like, like you said, to, 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 and that's something I didn't even think about is what you put there could end up being a great icebreaker for when you meet the person in person. I, yeah, I love it when they ask me about things that are on my profile. Yeah, they want to know, oh, tell me a little bit more about that story. Um, and, and that's where people miss that. They think that that profile has to be everything corporate. You know, everything that they put on the homepage of their website. That's what I put in the summary. It misses the whole point with LinkedIn. It is If I wanted to go to your website and read your corporate story as to what you do, I would go there. When I go to your LinkedIn page, I want to know about you. As the CEO of the company, and that can't be full of tech speak. And, and unfortunately, a lot of tech guys they they talk about we do lands and wans and vlans and you know bits and bytes. They want to talk about all the tech crap that we do, and people don't care. I mean, and they want to know, you know, why you started your business. You know, what what is what is your mission for your business? What is your legacy of what you want to leave behind? And, and maybe what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for them? You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People don't really care about your business as much as they care about you and then how you can help their business. Exactly. Yeah. See, and that's where you, you, you model that story. I can help them and tell the story of as to how my business can help you further down in under the experience section or on my right. company page of LinkedIn. Gotcha. Um, and that's where a lot of techs, they put too much tech stuff on there. Unfortunately, what we're trying to get is meetings with directors and CEOs and, you know, people in authority at other companies. So they don't want to meet and have business. 
Right. They, they yeah. don't want to connect with a technician. I mean, they want to connect with somebody that they view as an equal. And okay. if you look like a tech, you look just, you know, they're not going to connect with you. They're, they're, and you're, if they don't connect with you, you're never going to get that meeting. Um, right. So that, that's probably the biggest area that people miss with LinkedIn is, you know, not having that stuff on there or trying to too, be too corporate with it. Makes um, perfect sense. Yeah, and I think the the inclination is to kind of be corporate because you think LinkedIn is for business, right? So you got to right. be businessy on, right. on LinkedIn, and and but it's social media and it's it's people, and I think that's that's a great thing to keep in mind. So um, another question I wanted to ask you is as far as like you know posting uh, stuff, sharing stuff, and and posting articles, and and how how. How is that different than other social media uh, platforms? And is it something you should be worrying about? Uh, what, what's kind of your feelings on that? You know, I, I, we curate a lot of content. I feel if you look through my feed, a lot is on cybersecurity. So that's on the minds of MSPs. They want to be able to know what's going on. So a lot of what I post, and we, I also do, you know, higher level CIO, you know, security consulting, but it's outside the space that most MSPs. Uh, you know, that sandbox that they play in. But most of the content that I post is stuff that is relevant to their clients. And okay. so I think if you post things, and if you'll notice, it's a mix of both security, but it's also life productivity. You know, oh. how to use technology, how is technology supposed to work? You know, the whole, you know, the, the pipe dream that if you buy this, you'll have more time to spend with your kids. Unfortunately, that doesn't isn't always what happens, but <laughs> right. you know it just the further promise. complicates stuff. So, <laughs> right. But you know, I try to do a mix of that things or just lessons learned, things that I've post. Um, you know, if there's a couple ways of posting on LinkedIn, LinkedIn Pulse is like their blogging platform, right? Where you know I have backed off on that in the last year just because of my volunteering. I haven't had a whole lot of time to write. Um, but now that they've incorporated video into the LinkedIn feed, I'll be doing more of that. Um, just because I'm I'm not a great writer, uh, and I know that um, it takes me a lot longer. It takes it's much easier to jump on video like we're doing right now. Just have a quick conversation and post it. So that'll be a lot of what I do. But I was surprised I did I did the first one on LinkedIn native video. I think like two or three weeks ago. It was like literally 37 seconds. It was a, hey, I'm going live in five minutes to talk, do Q&A on LinkedIn. Um, I think I got almost a thousand views on that. Wow. And it was literally just 30 seconds. Um, so that's when I was like, okay, again, bells go off in your head. That's a way to reach people. Yes. Um, you know, that just goes if, back to the being personal, right? They want to get to know you. And what better way to do that than to have a video where they see your personality come through. Yeah. And it's, it's again, for me, it's branding the visual. That's why I have these. It's, it's the visual. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've got a lot of, a lot of people even outside the IT space because orange, I adopted that probably, you know, 15 years ago. Um, it's just such an energetic color. It's for me, it's the color of a good yeah. mood. And, yeah. and you know, that's kind of my, my personal tagline, orange is the color of a good mood. But it's funny because I'll get people that'll send me stuff that they'll see something orange <laughs> and send it to me. 
I and they it. said, you know, saw this, thought of you. Yes. You know, it's an orange donut, orange car. It doesn't matter what it is. But I'm like, you know, okay, that works. It's the visual branding that when people see orange, they think of me. It's a great hook. Yeah, but, to, you know, that's that's really where I think the rubber meets the road with LinkedIn more than anything is, yeah, you just you just have to take the time. You find things to post. You can automate some of that. So things in your feed, you can use. I use Hootsuite. Hootsuite I can use to post to Facebook, my Facebook page, my LinkedIn, um, my LinkedIn company page. Uh, the only thing you can't automate is the LinkedIn pulse. You actually have to go in and physically type the article, put in the the picture and actually hit post. Now, do you have to, does that have to be original or could you take like a blog post you wrote and repurpose it for that? A lot of what you'll see on mine on LinkedIn Pulse, I put that right in the top header. And again, it helps you for SEO and it helps, you know, play against Google's negative SEO because you're placing duplicate content. Um, but I always put that atop. This article was originally posted at orangenomad.com. The orangenomad.com actually links to the exact page on my blog where that article can be found. Great. So yeah, that's just another kind of way to uh, increase the reach of the content because we're, we're all about repurposing content here. So you write right. a blog post or a video, you do it once, and then there's lots of different places you can put it. And exactly. LinkedIn uh, Pulse is a, another great place. Yeah. The big thing is just consistency. You, you mm-hmm. have to be consistent. It's like with anything right. else. And... Where I found is the hardest part for MSPs I had at my own business was being consistent with the sales and marketing because you go out, you do, once things start to do okay with sales and marketing, you get some clients. Now I have to stop the sales and marketing and go implement. I have to onboard these clients and then I have to take care of them. So it's 90 to 128 days. You figure out, okay, I have no sales in the pipeline again. You're starting over. Right. Um, so it's it's that gap right now that I that I see that still is is very hard to fill. That's where we're trying to bridge that gap right now. Um, that's why I have Orange Nomad and the LinkedIn LinkedIn for MSP side was just to try to bridge that gap so that you're not taking your foot off the gas with marketing. Right. That you continue to do the outreach. You continue to have these meetings so that your pipeline's never empty. Cool. So the great segue. So before we wrap up the interview, I did want to touch on a little bit about what uh, LinkedIn for MSPs is and like what 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 you offer there, and and I'm sure folks would be interested in that. The LinkedIn for MSPs. Um, when I stopped, when I sold my MSP, I started getting calls a few months after that because people within a networking group that I was part of they had heard about the success I had with my MSP in specifically doing lunch and learns and getting referral business out of LinkedIn. So I started doing one-on-one calls with people. And then I started getting more. Then I started doing group calls where, you know, 10, 10 MSPs would be on the line. I'd walk them through how to use LinkedIn. Um, so what I did is I was like, okay, I, I obviously don't, I want to be able to help more people with this. Uh, so I, I first developed it into an, it's, it's an online course now. Um, so it's, it's a whole system that walks you through from your profile all the way to getting clients and everything in between there. Um, so I talk about, you know, I give the scripts, the exact scripts that I used to make connection requests. 
the scripts that I use to initiate a coffee meeting, the scripts for sending for lunch and learns, uh, scripts for getting joint ventures, connecting with people in, that could be joint venture partners. Yeah, that's something we didn't even touch on, right? Is, is partnerships and, and that kind of opportunity is, is yep. LinkedIn's a great place. It's all on there. I mean, and yeah. it's it, it to me. I I market the LinkedIn for MSPs as a business development system because it encompasses everything that we do as MSPs. It's it's leads, yeah. It's getting sales, but it's also finding people, finding talent. So it's HR. It's having MS, you know, other JVs, so that you can get people to sponsor your lunch and learns and do you know using their list. Right. Uh, so it's it encompasses all of those things, and you know, just specifically what if you're doing a little bit of all of those things every day, you'll just have. You know, I mean, I still I still have leads from for IT through my LinkedIn uh, network that I have. I've been out of IT for three years, and I still get leads because of my LinkedIn network. Wow. Um, but it's the consistency. I would do that every day. I still do that every day. I go in and continue to build my network. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, not reinventing the wheel, right? You, you, you have a system that works and and it's proven and it's worked for you. And instead of, you know, us going out and trying to figure it out for ourselves, I mean, I'm a big proponent of finding systems that work taking a course or, or membership program or something to, to learn and integrate that into your business and then take, and then you're off and running and it's going to, it's going to reap rewards for the rest of your, you know, your, your career. Um, so yeah, that, that looks great. Um, I, I definitely have, um, links to all that stuff in the show notes. Um, we didn't even touch on orange nomad, but if you guys want to check that out as well, that, that looks like that's kind of a similar thing where you're, um, you're your, uh, like a business consulting type of service. Yeah, I do a lot of that where, you know, people who uh, don't have a marketing system set up, we go in there, you know, whether it's Infusionsoft, ConnectWise, whatever. Um, we're doing a lot with Infusionsoft. We see a lot more MSP switching over to that. So, you know, we go in and do, you know, bridge the gap of setting that stuff up, getting it running. And we do it in such a way where you, they can turn that over to an internal administrator um, you know, it, it, and we do the same thing on the LinkedIn side where it's a simple enough system that if you have a, an assistant, um, they can sit and do those things for you. Um, Great. so, you know, that's what I do on, on the orange nomad side. I do consulting operational sales and marketing type consulting, just figuring out what stuff's broke and the order in which I think they should fix it. Um, and then that also, I do a lot of startup consulting here in, in the Columbus area. Um, you know, most of it's in, um, high tech startups. So I do a lot of startup advisory. So that's kind of most of what the orange nomad stuff, uh, leans more towards now. Awesome. So that, that's a great, um, you know, maybe folks out there might have clients that they think might be a good fit for that. So I, I think that that's great. So we'll have links to both of those, orangenomad.com and LinkedIn for MSPs.com. You can check those out. We'll have links in the show notes. Uh, hey, Andrew, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Lots of great 
actionable advice. I'm actually going to hop over to LinkedIn right now and implement some of the stuff you were talking about. So. Yeah, I think we, I was just looking before we got on the call. I don't think we're connected yet. So um, right, yeah, we'll first order business. <laughs> awesome. And uh, do you mind if I put your your LinkedIn profile link in the show notes as well? Please, yeah. So and if then, anybody out there wants to connect with me, you know, please send a connection request. And um, the only uh, that's the other other thing, uh, LinkedIn. Don't hit the connect button. You know, so if you do a search for somebody and you hit the connect button, it's just going to send the generic, hey, I'd like to connect with your LinkedIn network. Um, you know, go to the profile and then hit message. I think it says message now. Or, okay. or no, actually, it'll say connect. And then it'll pop up and say, do you want to add a note? Oh, so yeah. Adding right. a note. Just type somebody Personal. a personalized message. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so just one of those little tips and tricks, you know, with LinkedIn people, I'm much more apt to connect with somebody who took that extra 10 seconds to type me a personal message. So same here. Cause sometimes I don't remember who they are. I'm not sure why we would, we would be a good connection. And if they put something there that says why, (laughs) that that, that makes all the difference. Awesome. Great, great tip to leave on. So, um, thanks guys, uh, for tuning in. Uh, And we'll see you next week for another interview uh, at uh, the uh, Computer Business Marketing Show. All righty. Thanks to Andrew Moon for a great interview. A lot of uh, interesting tidbits there to use in LinkedIn. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this show. Let's let's keep the conversation going. Please head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. Sign up for the newsletter and let us know what you think about the episode in the show notes. uh, And you can find links to everything we mentioned. Uh, in the interview, in the show notes. So if you want to check out LinkedIn for MSPs and all the other stuff we talked about, it's all there. Also, don't forget to join the the Facebook group. Just search for Computer Business Marketing in Facebook and request access to the group by answering two easy questions. We can't wait to see you there. Also, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment you leave helps so that the podcast can be found by others. And finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, again, TechSite Builder and Computer Business Breakthrough. Thanks again for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Matthew Rodella saying, here's to your success. Your success.